Welcome to the Chai Break Podcast with your host, Shweta Ravi Shankar and Rama Rao, coming to you from New York City. Each week, we brew up conversations steeped in our cross-cultural experiences, growing up in India and moving abroad in our 20s. From feminism to fashion, colorism to colonialism, join us on our journey of becoming. With elements that almost every immigrant, irrespective of background, can relate to, we hope you enjoy our conversations and chime in along the way. So let's get started. Hello, Rama. Hi, Shweta. How are you? I'm good. So how's your weekend been so far? Things have been fine. Um, I was, uh, well, it's all good, but except that I was down with a little bit of a cold and sore throat. Oh, well, and, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a surprise, right? Because I feel like um, you have, no one's been sick since like the year and a half. But now with like mask rules, like, you know, being relaxed a little bit. You know, everyone's, I've here heard a ton of people like, you know, right. they're like, oh yeah, we have the cold. And like, people are like, oh my God, like, this is how it felt. Yeah. You know? So almost like the mask was our antiseptic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that kept us protected for so long. So that's, yeah, that's so true because now the mask rules have been relaxed even at work. So, and we go to work pretty much every day now and uh, the commute and everything. So I guess uh, along comes some of the microbes as well for the ride. Right. So it wasn't too bad. It was just so different because all these last year and a half, we never, almost never felt sick, right? Yeah. So what do you do? Do you like just take a pill or do you have like home remedies? Like, you know, what do you do? No, no, no pills for me. I mean, yes, I'm a physician, but (laughs) I also propagate, you know, the least invasive techniques first before popping like these gigantic pills. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've, you know, coming, uh, also growing up in India, I think there's always this home remedy kit that's always available instantly when somebody has any issues. Right. And that gets tapped first. And then if the thing doesn't resolve is when we really start reaching out to doctors and hospitals and stuff like that. So having, yeah, kind of have that uh, background I always like reach out for something to help cure this cold. So really, I have to tell you, it just was uh, nothing so you know, so magical. It's just a, a recipe from our mother's and grandmother's spice rack, which is our topic for today. <laughs> uh, it just got me cured. So basically, my mom gave me a glass of warm milk with turmeric and pepper. That's awesome. And some honey. And that's it. Just keep having that morning and night mm-hmm. and just do the steam inhalation. And, um, you know, rest, body needs rest, 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 rest. And that's it. I was out of it in like three days. It was great. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's what we're going to be talking about. Some of the most common spices that has helped us with our everyday ailments from like bloating to heartburn and everything in between. Yeah, I think yeah, I, it's been a game changer. I mm-hmm. mean, every single time when I think that it's going to disappoint me and I'll have to go and grab the pill. It just feels like, oh, no, no, this is great. This works all the time. I can guarantee you 100% rate so far. So yay to home remedies. That's awesome. So let's kick off our list. Let's go first um, with turmeric. That's one of our favorites. So I have to say to all of our listeners that long before turmeric lattes were ever a thing, I feel like our mothers, grandmothers, their grandmothers have you know, been using this spice Not only to like, you know, flavor and color your food, but like for its amazing medicinal properties. Yeah. It has so many health benefits. Like one of the basic things, like you said, was the turmeric, you know, with the 
warm milk and pepper, but also like back in the day when you had a wound, like, you know, any kind of wound, they would instantly apply that a paste of turmeric right because it has great anti-inflammatory properties and it's mm-hmm. an antiseptic and antioxidant so it, mm-hmm. it's like a powerhouse of health benefits i still remember when i had chicken pox and this was like years ago mm-hmm. i remember the scabs of those where you know i remember having applying those turmeric paste on all the scabs that was left from the chicken pox marks it's just like vanished in a heartbeat yeah, no, I, I remember that too. I remember having like chicken pox same and like actually, you know, scratching a couple of them and which you're not supposed to do. And that's what yeah, leaves the scars. And I remember when I, when my grandmother would like apply that and she'd like, just, just leave this for some time. And like, you know, you'll be all good. And today I have like none of those marks are there. And another great thing that I did growing up in my teens was using turmeric as a face mask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would use a gram flour and turmeric plus a little yogurt, mm-hmm. make a paste. If you have, whether you have breakouts and you're just like, you know, looking to get like that natural glow on your skin, whatever it is, mm-hmm. just leave it for like 10 minutes and wash it off and it would do wonders. Right. Like you mentioned, turmeric has curcumin, mm-hmm. right? Which is the active compound. Yep. And now we have, we have every um, health website you go to has a curcumin as an essential supplement. Yep for everyday use and it's nothing but turmeric and you know we've been using it for centuries yeah no and I think one important thing to note is that um, especially in Indian households because we use turmeric in our everyday cooking right it's very important that when you do go buy turmeric that you make sure it's pure and organic right because in the U.S. like when kids turn one they have this um lead test mm-hmm. that they do mm-hmm. and it's known that in south asian families that the kids show a high um, you know uh, rating on the lead count mm-hmm. which is not healthy and it actually goes back to the kind of turmeric you use because we use so much turmeric i feel like it's very important to know where you're sourcing it from and making sure it's organic absolutely because you know people have been caught doing things like um you know adding colors mm-hmm, to this mm-hmm. because turmeric is yellow and just they can add color and that's where the lead issue comes in picture yeah and so anything anywhere people just go for organic just make sure you're getting it from a safe source and it's all organic yeah so what's next on your list rama well um you know from some south india in tamil we call this unique this spice as melagar Mm-hmm. So it's the peppercorns and peppercorns are just, I think it's part and parcel of every, um, so, you know, Indian, I would say South or North, it's it's just a part of every masala you can find, peppercorns are there. Mm-hmm. And uh, in addition to the chilies, but peppercorns have this, the spice that the peppercorns release is, is has a very different flavor than your usual red chilies. It's kind of has that little intensity to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, peppercorn contains the essential oil that's a pepperin, which helps in improving digestion. And in addition, it also lowers blood pressure, relieves cold and cough. And I have a great recipe for that. That's and awesome. boosts metabolism. And also it prevents arthritis, like when you rub it over the joints. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it does prevent arthritis. It's not a very pleasant experience, though, because it could burn. Mm. But um it does have all these properties. It's a wonder spice. And um, so some of the key recipes that we used, you know, still use in mm-hmm. our day-to-day lives with peppercorns is basically for two things. One is for indigestion and the other is for cough and cold. That's where I use them the most. Um, so for the indigestion, soaking some peppercorns overnight and having them just before the meals 
for three to four days regularly stimulates the secretion of stomach acid, oh, wow. hydrochloric acid. So whatever meals we're having, if you have that uh, decoction, you know, just before the meals, it helps makes our meals digest better. And just making, uh, you know, just grinding five to six black peppers with honey and having a little bit of that paste is also a good digestant. And in addition, you can just brew it as a nice tea. Ooh, and that also yes. doubles up as a digestive tea as well as a cold remedy as well. That's awesome. And also, um, you know, in South India, we make a rasam. Rasam is like a soup, a very dilute, uh, you know, spicy soup mm-hmm. that we make. Um, and we make this exclusively with this uh, peppercorns, a black pepper powder, and we call it as a melaga mm-hmm. So if anybody has any kind of sore throat, cold, cough, the first thing the mom or the grandmother yeah, would be like, yeah. oh, let me just make some melagarasam for you, which is nothing but a decoction of me- peppercorns and water soaked in, you know, tamarind water, basically, mm-hmm. and added some basic uh, salt. It's nothing but peppercorn, tamarind water and salt yeah. and a little bit of um, additional spices if you like it. Yeah. No, I, I remember actually when I came here, my mother actually made a ready mix of like peppercorns and you know you add your uh, regular lentils right the right. white the lentils and the yeah. chana dal so she actually roasted all three of them crushed them and she had sent it to me oh, so nice. all you need to do is bring a part of like um, water to the boil add this in and add like you said the tamarind and salt and you have like your milagrasam ready yeah it's just it's just so tasty mm-hmm. and it's just when, you, when it goes down your throat you can feel that oh yeah this is working yeah this is working for sure so I swear by that um, melagrasam as a you know instant cold remedy, and I did have the two in addition to the turmeric milk mm-hmm. this past week when I was nursing a cold. I did have some of that too. It was, it was phenomenal. Love it. So next on our list is cardamom. I mean, I think cardamom, also known as elaichi, I think it's one of the most common spices that we use in most desserts. Mm -hmm. But people actually, a lot of people don't know, like you can actually even infuse it in your chai, Mm -hmm. you know, in your tea that you make, Mm -hmm. you know, just crush it a little bit and it just gives a very, very good flavor. But in addition to that, inhaling steam infused, you know, if you have essential oil of cardamom, it's amazingly releases all your blocked sinuses Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just steep like you know some pods along with water and honey and drink it as cardamom tea Mm -hmm. it's great whether you're nursing a cold a flu it's really really good and the next time you want to give it a try definitely try it with some uh, with a dessert Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are like tons of recipes out there but yeah Mm -hmm. anytime I've had like a you know someone new like trying an Indian dessert they're like what is that spice in that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's cardamom. It's amazing. Cardamom is such like the one one part of cardamom can release so much aroma mm-hmm. and so much flavor. I just love it. I just love it in all our desserts that we make, as well as like you mentioned um, in the tea. Cardamom tea is absolutely the best. Yeah. Even yeah. if you don't have a cold, just sipping that is such has such good health benefits. Yeah. So I think our next on our spice rack is something that I think um, pretty much is a very common Asian spice, not just to to India or South India. I think right. ginger is like something that you can find in Thai cuisine, mm-hmm. in Malay cuisine, in Indonesian cuisine. Ginger is just absolutely a phenomenal, phenomenal spice, a root basically, mm-hmm. and it's loaded with nutrients and bioactive compounds. And it's like when like talking about curcumin ginger is another spice that's being used in a lot of western supplements as well these Mm -hmm. days you see them packed in day-to-day supplements that we're having 
and it's it's really increasingly becoming popular. Yeah. Uh, why is that? Because it has some like it has antioxidants. It's got antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory properties, and pain relieving properties as well. Yeah. And one of the most common areas where I think ginger comes of great use is in digestion. Right. It helps reduce. Uh, the bloating and the gas, the gaseous, um, you know, substomach sometimes we get by eating some certain foods. Mm-hmm. And this really helps with that. And uh, one of the ways that I uh, really use ginger is again, like, you know, ginger soaked in warm water and then just basically having that and just chewing that ginger while taking in the warm water as well. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have this kind of uh, indigestion episodes, really, really, really helps. Um, some people do have like, you know, some people have vertigo and headaches and nausea or sometimes even motion sickness. Um, I've had that growing up as a child and I still remember going through, um, you know, windy roads and kind of having yeah, this very yeah. nauseous feeling. Uh-huh. Uh, my mom would just stick a piece of ginger in my mouth and say, keep chewing on that ginger until we hit the end of our trip. Yeah. So I used to do that and phenomenal. It just worked instantly. It was not the most pleasant thing to chew because mm-hmm. it is a little bit spicy but, you know, a little bit of it is really not going to um, hurt that much. And it was really um, helpful. Yeah. And so um, ginger, I think just throw it in any dish you have. It really helps with your digesting that particular dish. So I really use it for a lot of, um, you know, digestive purposes. And like cardamom, ginger is another spice that you can throw in your tea. Yes. Because that's that's a very classic masala chai. Masala chai, right? yep. Which is basically nothing but cardamom um, and ginger, cinnamons and cloves, pretty mm-hmm. much all of them boiled in milk, you know, diluted milk, water diluted milk. Yeah. And then throwing in some tea along with it and just boiling the whole concoction and having with a little bit of honey or sugar. It's just so tasty. So ginger is another must in teas as well. So yeah, that's I, I think ginger is just fascinating. You just throw it in everything. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, that, do you remember when you went to restaurants along with like your uh, sugared fennel, you would actually have like a uh, ginger candy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So that was one of my favorite things to chew on. Like, especially if you go to like one of these local markets, uh-huh. like they would have like these heaps of these uh, dry spices everywhere. Yeah. And the candy ginger would, you know, would be like one of my favorites to like pick and just eat on. Yeah. Candy ginger is so tasty too. Yes. I mean, it's so yeah. tasty and yeah. it's got such good health benefits, right? When we mm-hmm. were talking about the vertigo and the um, emotion sickness, you, yes, have the raw ginger and keep chewing on it. But sometimes, you know, you, if people don't tolerate that, candy ginger comes as great value. You just can buy those in bulk and just keep chewing it till your nausea gets better. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. No, I still remember when I was pregnant and I was on a boat, I got really, really nauseous. And like the only thing available, you know, the closest thing to ginger was ginger ale. Mm-hmm. And I remember how much relief it gave me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Totally. That's exactly so, yeah. people. Ginger ale. That's true. <laughs> that's a very good point, Shweta. So in the Western world, we use ginger ale a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing but, you know, it's got a heavy dose of ginger in it. And that's why and people use ginger ale in a heartbeat for indigestion. So it's very similar to what we're talking about. Exactly. Where instead of using ginger ale, we pretty much use a raw ginger, many times boiling it in water and having it. Because mm-hmm. the ginger ale has added sugars as well to it. So I prefer actually using going uh, raw yeah. ginger in yeah. water. So next on our list is, uh, I guess, Ginger's best friend in any Indian dish, garlic. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, I garlic. Oh, my God. I can't. I think all my best dishes 
the savory dishes I mean that we use in our mess main dishes yeah it has garlic and I I can't imagine cooking without garlic for most of my dishes. That's yeah. true. I feel like the aroma of garlic when it hits the oil and it just starts like getting sauteed and cooked. Oh my so gosh. Good. Yeah. It's beautiful. But, you know, apart from that, it has great medicinal properties for all kinds of ailments mm-hmm. from like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, you know, especially anything to do with the arteries. Yeah. You know, um, I know my dad has um, high blood pressure. So what he does is with every meal, my mom just like takes a couple of cloves of garlic and throws it on a hot pan Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, gets it a little brown and smoky. And then, you know, he just like chews it down Mm -hmm. and eats it. And it greatly helps in maintaining your blood pressure. And it's not only good, you know, when you eat like that, it's not only good for your blood pressure, but it's also very, very good for um, any kind of uh, teeth and gum aches and, you know, relief from that, any kind of pain. Mm -hmm. It's very, very good for that. Right. I still remember, um, you know, my dad too, chewing a few pieces of garlic and first thing in the morning and then having a drink of warm water, like raw garlic you mm-hmm. chew mm-hmm. and drink warm water. It really was helpful for blood pressure as well. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I remember was as a child, because, you know, we, we get common colds so often, mm-hmm. is that my grandmother would actually crush a couple of cloves of garlic in castor oil Mm -hmm. and give me a nice scalp massage and then leave it on for a little bit and then like you know give me a bath and any kind of you know mucus accumulation in the nostrils like everything would just get released and it was great for colds oh that's i've never had that happen that's that's an awesome thing yeah i should try it the next time yeah i i remember after when i had ananya and um you know during the postpartum period breastfeeding one of the things that really helped uh, improve the uh, the milk production was garlic sauteed in ghee mm-hmm. and I used to have that so you should saute it till it becomes you know almost like brown mm-hmm. you know it should really cook in ghee and then having that and mixing that a mixture of ghee and garlic along with a little bit of salt in just plain rice and having that was just it's so tasty <laughs> and really helped also with milk production yeah. it was it was so good I've passed that secret recipe to all my friends who later were pregnant and lactating and I I passed this recipe to them. It works all the time. Yeah, no, I remember the first 40 days at least, you know, after having Tia, like I remember my mother making garlic rasam almost like every day. Yeah. Yeah. Garlic and dill. Dill too. Dill too is very good for Mm -hmm. lactation as well. That's right. So what's next on our list? Cloves. I like cloves a lot. I use cloves for pretty much all my masala chais, you know, even if I forget cinnamon sometimes, the cloves are always essential. Mm-hmm. And I recently had, I mean, it's not its not recent, probably like a year and a half ago before the pandemic hit, I had a huge tooth-related issue. Oh, right. I remember. And I just was, you know, the only best friend I had during the time was cloves. I kind of kept chewing it constantly. To help relieve that gum ache that I was having. And trust me, this thing works. Basically, it just numbs that area so well mm-hmm. that, you know, when you when you have the cloves in your mouth, you really don't feel the pain. The minute the, say, the, it, the its effect goes down, then you start, the pain comes back. So I think I was living on cloves for like days. That's awesome. So it's actually a very known for its anti-inflammatory. It's got anesthetic properties, can numb certain areas as well. That's why it's very helpful for toothaches. Mm-hmm. And um, also it's helpful with diabetes, you know, kind of reduces the blood sugar levels. 
And so um, I think love is one of those magical things that you can use for a toothache. It just gives instant relief. Yeah. Um, there is love capsules. There is love oil that you can use. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, yes for, yes. you know, mm-hmm. when, when little kids are teething, they use a little bit of club oil in the areas, right? For the teeth. For the gums. Erupting yeah. Teeth, the gums. Yeah. So they don't feel that pain. So club oil is just magical when it comes to, you know, teeth and dental related issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and club is also just like the other spices that we talked about. It has great properties in, um, you know, in improving digestion as well. Mm-hmm. So just throw in clubs or just chew clubs when you feel like a little bit of an upset stomach or um, you know, you come in with some kind of a nausea and it instantly gives some relief. So I think it's a fascinating drug. Yeah. Sorry, not a drug, fascinating spice. <laughs> Actually, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine told me that, you know, if you have cough, mm-hmm. you know, most likely your coughs kind of act up as soon as you go to bed at night. Mm-hmm. So she would tell me like, stick two cloves each on either side of your mouth and like, just let it sit there. And the night as the juices, you know, as you keep sucking on those juices, mm-hmm. it gives you a good night's sleep and you don't have that cough. And it, it's worked every single time. Oh, really? I, mm-hmm. That's a new thing that I learned. Okay, I should do that too. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. yeah. So next on our list is cinnamon. Ooh, cinnamon. Yeah, cinnamon's actually a spice that even the Western world is really familiar with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great. I mean, it's it's traditional. It's also very much in, uh, you know, in the Ayurvedic uh, medicine in India. It but also the Chinese medicine. It's helped. I've read that it helps to treat all kinds of uh, diseases from cancer to diabetes, any kind of inflammatory um, issues like arthritis. Yes. Cinnamon is one of those wonder spices, Shweta. Mm -hmm. I mean, coming from a physician's perspective, cinnamon, uh, there are a few things that you can tell like patients to have all the time to relieve all their, uh, you know, any and all of their symptoms. And one of that is cinnamon. In addition, coconut is something that I also highly recommend. People have at least a little bit of coconut every day, cinnamon, and um, of course, ginger and garlic. Mm -hmm. I think these are so, so essential for healthy existence. And cinnamon was one of those things. Cinnamon's pretty much got anti-cancer, anti-diabetes, anti-inflammatory. You just name it, the whole list is just probably the longest for the cinnamon. It's just a wonderful, wonderful spice that you pretty much can have every single day for just, you know, maintaining good health. Mm-hmm. No, I remember when my mother-in-law was here, she would actually have a cinnamon powder with a little honey mm-hmm. in a cup of warm water mm-hmm. and she would have that every single day. Yeah, that's fantastic. I was about to suggest that by cinnamon, throw in a, throw in a few, uh, you know, probably half a teaspoon of cinnamon powder in like a spoonful of honey and just have it. Every day. That's, I think, a great health booster. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's like it should be a go-to supplement. And I am saying that I haven't done it in a while. Now that you've <laughs> talked about this, that's going to go, I'm going to start doing it. Yeah. yeah. Next one is, you know, I think um, if you've, uh, like, if you've cooked Indian food or, you know, you've watched shows that have, you know, people cook Indian food on, like, for example, uh, one of the people that, you know, sh- do, um a lot of Instagram videos about Indian cooking is, of, of course, the queen of uh, Indian cooking is uh, Padma Lakshmi in the West. Oh, yeah. And uh, she actually uses hing a lot, and, which is asafoetida. It's mm-hmm. actually a resin, uh, you know, from the bark of a tree. And uh, it's used in Indian cooking. So in one of the episodes, I remember on her Instagram, she was like, um, also what, she was cooking with her mom virtually. Mm-hmm. So she's like, uh, Amma, what do you use? Why is hing used? And uh, her mother was like, um, so that you don't fart. <laughs> <laughs> I can never forget that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great for digestion and, you know, it has this unique taste to it that um, you have to add just the right amount. And mm -hmm. especially when you uh, cook with uh, lentils, you know, that kind of does, um, you feel more gassy when you have beans. Mm -hmm. So definitely adding a pinch of uh, hing powder does wonders. Hing is, uh, yeah, I grew up, both of us, we grew up just having every single day, all the dishes had hing in it. Yeah. Pretty much. I think only recently, uh, because I think more South Indian food has a lot more hing in it. Mm -hmm. um, so when I cook North Indian food, I don't add as much hing. Right. But pretty much I remember not a day went by without having a dish that had hing in it. And for folks who don't know what hing is, it, it the English word for it is asafoetida. Yeah. And one thing about you have to learn about hing is that I learned recently, Shweta, is that hing is mixed with wheat to give that kind of a consistency. Oh. Uh, in a powder form you know sometimes hing actually comes in a paste form it's a resin right so it's right. like a pasty thing yeah so the actual good hing is what comes as a paste but so or a little you know the paste can thicken become a little kind of a rock like which you can crush. exactly that's the one i have like it's brown in color yeah but the ones that come in the powder which is simple to use in splash of powder mm -hmm. you just have to be careful because that's mixed with wheat and for people who have gluten issues like i do um, it really is not a good thing to use. So if you're trying to get asafoetida, try to go for the paste, the resin-like paste, or go for the little blocks that you get that you can crush in a mortar pestle and use it. Because that's actually the real one. You may have issues, health issues, if you're using more of the powder ones. Mm. And if you're using the powder ones, go for the gluten-free powder ones. And always go for the organic. Wow, I did not know about wheat yeah. in uh, hing. Yeah, I know. I did say because I recently had, you know, gluten related issues. I've been looking into that and um hing is one of those that you have to really be it's a tricky one. Mm. So uh but I agree with you in all in all fronts. In fact, I feel like if my mom's cooking with hing in, in oil, you know, we always use hing when we saute. So hing exactly. is never used directly. Yes. It should always be sauteed in hot oil. Mm -hmm. And you should use it in limited quantities because it can give a very bitter taste to the food. Exactly. If overdone. So, but it, the aroma fills the house and it's probably one of my favorite aromas <laughs> of all times. You know, having that sauteed hing aroma just whiff through the air. It's, it's such a great, um, great, great spice to have awesome next on our list is a couple of seeds that you know this is also very common in our spice boxes mm -hmm. one is fennel fennel seeds mm -hmm. and um what i do is i just take a large glass of like hot water add a tablespoon of fennel seeds to it mm -hmm. and let it just sit and once the seeds like settle to the bottom just sip on it throughout the day mm -hmm. and it does magic with any kind of bloating because i am mm -hmm. like all my life has struggled with bloating and it just greatly, greatly helps with bloating. Right. And you know, fennel is what they give, right? In Indian in Indian restaurants yes. after food. It's a mouth mm -hmm. freshener. Yep. So you're going to like, you know, you will always see in Indian restaurant there'll be a bowl on your way out or, you know, in the counter next to you. It's like right after the meal you've done with all of your meal, including desserts, they serve yeah. you a bowl full of fennel seeds. Yeah. So you can just yeah. take a, a small handful and just put it in your mouth and chew. That's mm -hmm. basically for this exact reason that, yeah. you know. It helps all the food that you've just eaten kind of digest yeah. and to relieve any of the bloating. 
I remember as kids, like, you know, we would wait for that bowl of fennel, Mm -hmm. you know, because they would add like, it would be like sugar coated fennel with like, um, like crystals of sugar, you know, mixed in. And we would like take like heapfuls of it and start chewing on it. Of course, we love the taste, but you know, it also does great for your digestion. Yeah, fennel by itself actually is very tasty. Yes. I mean, it's got it's yes. not too sweet, but you know, it's it's got a really nice taste mm-hmm. to it. I like chewing fennel just like it. Yeah, yeah. And with this water, you know, once you're done sipping on the water towards the end, you can just like swirl it around and actually chew on the seeds. Mm. You know, in the end, for its like full benefit. Right. Anything that we soak in water, I believe that you should take the the substance at the end and chew on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And another one is, uh, you know, fenugreek seeds or methi seeds, mm-hmm. as we call it. This is one of the bitter seeds, you know, um, we actually use it in a lot of like when we make dosa batter, we always, you know, have it in a little bit, you know, a couple of uh, spoons of it always. Mm-hmm. But methi seeds with buttermilk, um, especially if you're having any kind of like diarrhea, any kind of digestive stomach issues, mm-hmm. like just take a gulp. And in the end, it's it's almost like a stone, that seed, but just like gulp it down. And it instantly helps. You're absolutely right. So methi in general has a cooling effect. Mm-hmm. So methi with buttermilk together is a very cooling effect. So in the summers, in nice hot summers, it's actually a really good concoction to have. And like you mentioned, the digestive is because pitta or the increased fire in the stomach. So when you have methi and buttermilk, it cools the inner fire that causes the digestive fire. So it helps kind of the digestion, digestive process get better. And it's beautiful. Methi is one of the natural hair conditioners. Yes. Oh my God, how could I forget that? Yes. Yeah, it's a natural hair conditioner. Just soak methi the previous, um, you know, day in in water or yogurt and just kind of grind it and take that methi paste and just apply all over the hair the next morning, leave it for like five minutes and just wash the hair. I think... I've never had such silky hair. Exactly, exactly. And the only caveat is that it gets very slippery. Yeah. But what you can do is once you've applied it, you actually don't even need any kind of shampoo or anything because mm-hmm. it actually froths by oh, itself. It does. It naturally it does froth. froths. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you just put a little water and then just start like, you know, massaging it into your hair and then wash it off. It's yeah. amazing. Oh my God. I think I'm inspired now to go and try it. I know. I haven't done it in so long, Brahma. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like totally excited to try it. Yeah. 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 So and the final takeoff take is my, our very good friend, the ghee. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Ghee or what we call clarified butter. Mm-hmm. And so ghee is nothing but unsalted butter that's melted down. I add some turmeric to it and some methi at the end of that process where it melts. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much use ghee in all our, you know, food, right? You know, we add ghee to, a, you know, mixture of uh, rice or we can add ghee when we saute some spices in it. It just, ghee is just so tasty. It's actually and very it's healthy too. It's very, very healthy. It is, right? I mm-hmm. mean, like, it's, so if anybody's looking for a weight hard, weight loss remedy, people, I can give you one that works amazingly well and you know that you can do every night so simple and while done over a period of time you you will start seeing the effects of it and that's ghee yes you take a tablespoon of ghee every night followed by a few sips of warm to hot water it just helps your next day morning bowel movements uh, go regular over time and also that way it improves the digestive process it's a detox and over time all of this just helps cut down body fat so people will be like, how how is that possible? Ghee is fat. How do you help ghee with, you know, cut fat with fat? But that's the beauty thing about ghee. Ghee is one of those fats that you can safely have um, anytime. And ghee is actually one of those 
base in Ayurvedic uh, recipes. Many mm-hmm. of the Ayurvedic recipes has ghee as their base. Yeah. And so because of this very same reason that it really helps the digestive process and, you know, the regularity of the bowel movements. So awesome. try it, people. It works. It works. Yeah. And as a special bonus, I guess uh, Rama is going to share her mom's weight loss powder. Watch out for our Instagram post. Sure. And uh, we're going to share that with you. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I guess that's it for t- today's episode. I hope you've all taken away something. And if you have any spices that you swear by, be sure to you know write into us and uh, let us know. Yes, definitely. I'm sure we missed a few, but you know this could just keep going on for hours. Exactly. So we've kind of, I know. We've kind of enlisted a few of the spices that we feel that we use commonly, and it just works. But yeah. the list is just so long. Right. But try it. Mm-hmm. So that's it from us. All right, people. Take care. Talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. If you like what you heard, give us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you stream podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Have any questions or simply want to drop us a note? We'd love to hear from you. Write to us at chaibreakpodcast at gmail.com. That's C-H-A-I-B-R-E-A-K podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at chai underscore break underscore podcast or visit us at chai break podcast dot com. <laughs>